Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Sky Guasco, and this is episode 138 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Lucas Kaser for the first half of the episode as we discuss our big matchup in the TCK Pod Listener League. And on the second half of the episode, I run through the rest of the matchups. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Happy Thursday morning. We have spliced up our episodes. I have Lucas back. Lucas, it's good to have you once again. We had the Wednesday episode, as we always do. We're splicing it up, and we're going to do our um, TCK Pod Listener League recap and preview, as we always do on Thursdays. Um, but we're also going to add in our all-in checker fold preview. We're going to slice that off of the top of our Wednesday episodes, move them over to Thursdays now, uh, just to shorten the Wednesday episode, elongate the Thursday episode a little bit. Either way, Lucas is back. Lucas, how are we doing, buddy? Well, recording this on Tuesday, so if I had to give an envision of what Thursday brings, maybe more sad that Chris Harris has gotten traded to the Eagles and maybe mm. Derek Wolf got traded. Mm. But uh, we're only looking forward from here. Uh, it's still Joe Flacco season. Dude, Joe Flacco is definitely bad. I mean, yeah, I could have told you that before the season started. Oh, okay. I was just trying to give fantasy analysis for the listeners. Yeah, no, I could have told you that one before the season. I could have told you that one before we even signed them or as we signed them or, yeah. You know, you know the, the worst thing about being a football fan? Um, so, my uh, – the missus is a, a big Ravens fan. Um, her favorite color is purple. And she's, her, she's her, living right now. And her spirit animal is a raven, and they okay. happen to be a purple team named the Ravens. So she's a Ravens fan. That's fine, no problem. Has been forever. And uh, of course, when we had the Har Bowl a few years ago, uh, we had the Ravens and the 49ers in the Super Bowl when uh, the Ravens fucking rigged the rigged the game and turned off the lights and all this bullshit. <laughs> we won't talk about all that. But Joe Flacco accidentally wins the game. Um, or he doesn't win the game, but he's on the winning side. Uh, and it was very sad. So I haven't liked Joe Flacco anyway, um, but he is still uh, still one of my least favorite players on a personal level, and he's just bad at football and uh, fantasy football as well. So I like to uh, flick shit to Uncle Flacco as often as possible. And now that he's no longer a Raven, I don't feel bad about giving him shit because, you know, my lady no longer cares because he's with the Broncos and um, – He's just not an NFL quarterback. There's many other options that uh, could be uh, a better option than, than Joe Flacco these days. Um, and there's a handful of free agents that should have a job. And somehow Joe Flacco does because he won a Super Bowl a decade ago. But I digress. Um, let's talk about a big matchup really quick, man. We'll get into our all-in checker fold segment uh, with our trade targets here in a second. But you and I have our big matchup in the uh, TCK Pod Listener League this week. Um, and uh, we're actually pretty close all of a sudden in the standings. Um, I don't want to talk about it. it thank, thankfully, you, you pumped the brakes a little bit and you, you pulled, up, pulled up a little bit short so that I could get closer in the standings. I appreciate that. Um, you are five and two, and I'm right on your heels at four and three. Um, if I'm able to get by you, then you and I are both uh, going to be tied, which I would uh, much enjoy. Um, let's get to our matchup, though, man. Let's just talk about it really quick, and I'm going to get into the rest of the TTK Pod Listener League recap from week seven and preview in week eight on the second half of this episode. But while I got you here, man, let's talk about it. Um, why don't you talk about your roster first and then I will go through mine. 
Well, no matter how good Carson Wentz matchup would have been this week, he would not have found a starting spot in the roster. Um, I decided to play him last week instead of Matt Stafford. I lost by, I think, four, four points, I believe. No, yeah, I lost by four points. Uh, that was on the back of Evan Ingram putting up one point against the Cardinals defense. And Carson Wentz scoring 28 points less than Matt Stafford. So that was how Ooh. that matchup went. Um, and maybe if the, they just didn't use Sonny Michelle for three touchdowns, I could have had Edelman caught one and I would have won. But that was in the past. So now this week we got Matt Stafford, who if you listen to uh, yesterday's, yesterday's episode. Ep- yep, that's my start of the week this week. Got the Giants. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you can go listen to that other explanation. I got Kamara rocking for now. Um, maybe by Thursday we'll have more insight as to who – is he going to be the starter there? But he does have the Cardinals, a so very good matchup. Fournette, uh, very good matchup. Another start of the week. Oh, this is kind of bad now that I look at it. Lockett was my start of the week as well. Uh, I got Beasley, Ingram, Evans, Edelman. And I picked up Steelers defense last week because uh, they play the Dolphins this week. Smart move. And then it looks like you're going to need a kicker, which I'm sure you'll, you'll figure out eventually. Yeah, I'm just going to wait. Yep, you'll, you'll, you'll figure that out eventually. Okay, and I am going to go with – uh, Sam Darnold, as of right now, I do expect to bounce back. I have Dak on by. Um, I may look at a couple other streaming options, but I kind of like Sam Darnold in theory, although I don't know that I can handle five turnovers, so I may uh, think about that twice. I don't know who else you'd pick up. Yeah, like, we'll see. But as of – maybe I'll pick up Mullins and uh, – Yeah, probably. He can, he can crush it in the second half. Um, so we've got Sam Darnold, as of right now, as my quarterback – Dalvin Cook, uh, who could have mm, 240 yards against Washington. My man, James White. Uh, Marvin Jones coming off of four touchdowns. I expect that again this week. Uh, Curtis Samuel, who probably won't have a catch against the 49ers, but I got to fire him up. Zach Ertz, who also may not have a catch versus Buffalo, but I got to fire him up. Matt Breida, who has been losing touches to Tevin Coleman, which is super dumb because Matt Breida is much better than Tevin Coleman, but I digress there. Dallas Goddard, that's right, folks. Both both Eagles tight ends in this game so far in my roster. I did it last week, and I accidentally won. This week, I'm not sure it'll work out so, so good, but so far, that's what I've got. I've got the 49ers defense. I'm going to ride high against the Panthers. I've got Robbie Gold as my kicker. I do have Devontae Adams waiting in the wings, stretching on my bench, and uh, maybe I'll be able to put him in if he's healthy. Um, I also have Sammy Watkins potentially, but he is, uh, you know, still hurt. And then I have a bunch of handcuffs. Uh, I am considering um, maybe putting in Alexander Madison instead of Dallas Goddard, um, just because two Eagles tight ends worked out last week in a plus matchup, but against the Bills in Buffalo, I don't like it all. So having both those guys is kind of silly. I could, Devontae Adams, of course, would slide in and I'll put somebody else out if that works. If not, I might actually go Alexander Madison and Dalvin Cook uh, on Thursday night against the Washington Redskins, which sounds kind of ridiculous to start two running backs from the same team, but a couple things. It's Thursday night, uh, so the game plans are usually run heavy. The Redskins are horrendous everywhere, but uh, especially against the run, and game script should be a run first, and Dalvin Cook will probably be done by the fourth quarter, and Madison can do a lot of work in a short amount of time. And also, if Adam Thielen misses this game, uh, they should be running the ball and throwing out of the backfield quite a bit. So I like both running backs there. Um, you right now are projected significantly more than I am to win the game, but I need to find another quarterback and uh, 
second flex. So I'll figure that out on waivers and everything else uh, once we get down there. But um, if Kamara is not healthy uh, and doesn't play this game, I think we're a little bit more even. So we shall see. But in the spirit of good sportsmanship, I wish you well, sir. And I I do wish you good luck. Uh, However, I hope you score 120 points. And I hope that I score 121. So we should see. I'm putting up up another 200 bomb. That's fine. There we go. Well, let's get into the all-in check or fold segment. Um, And then on the second half of this episode, I will go through everybody else's matchups in the TCK pod listener league recap of week seven and preview of week eight, as I do every week. Uh, Let's talk about our all-in check or fold players. And then I'll go into some listener trades that have been sent my way. Reminder to everybody, of course, you can find us and follow us on all social medias, but you can also reach out to us as well. And uh, we will get back to you as uh, promptly as possible um, to answer your questions best that we can. Let's get into our all-in segment. Of course, these are players that we're trading for. Uh, We have Kenny Galladay, the big three tight ends, Kelsey Kittle and Ertz. Um, David Johnson, Melvin Gordon, and all Jets. Um, anybody here you want to talk about specifically? Uh, yeah, I think I got a big one. Uh, the main one I put is uh, Kittle, which we switched into big three tight ends. But I think really the big thing is last week obviously was if you're a guy like us that pays a lot of attention to it, a throwaway game. But if you're anyone else, it was a bad game for Kittle, if that makes sense, because I think he had like one catch. But Mm-hmm. <laughs> they tried. They tried to give him. A, I'm assuming you watched the game. They tried to give him a handoff, and he actually slipped instead of going into the end zone. It was kind of dude. Funny. It was it was pouring rain. I mean, it was literally it was literally like what we used to do at recess. It was stupid. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, Adrian was... Peterson ran the ball 20 times, and he got about three steps and fell over on half of his carries. It was a joke. So, so with that, throw that game out. Don't even like. Don't even count. The, obviously, it's going to go against their averages and all that stuff. But don't even like worry about that game. Kittle's upcoming schedule, Arizona twice. We know how the Arizona plays the tight ends. Seattle twice, which they are almost just as bad as Arizona against tight ends. Green Bay in a plus matchup, Atlanta in a plus matchup, and the Rams in a basically neutral matchup. It's all lined up there. I think Hooper's going to digress a little bit. Uh, production's going to go down, so I think it's going to be a race for Waller and Kittle to be the overall number number one tight end. And... I don't know. I mean, I don't know who you'd trade for him or how you would go about getting him, but I know it'd be easier now, especially after last week. And you can maybe sell him that Sanders is going to take some work away or something like that. But I think he's a really prime uh, buy candidate with the deadline coming up. You could probably package uh, one of these other top tight ends, um, Hooper, uh, uh, Andrews, Waller, one of these guys. You could probably package one of those guys with like an RB three or a low end two or a wide Mm -hmm. receiver or something uh, for one of these big three tight ends. I did change it to big three tight ends because I just wanted to mention to keep an eye on Kelsey, especially with Matt Moore here. Um, I know that Kelsey hasn't had a great year and especially with everybody drafting him in the back of the first round or second round, he obviously has not returned that capital yet. However, um, he just hasn't been catching the touchdowns. He should be just fine moving forward. And if you could buy him somewhat low, do that. And Zach Ertz, I'm not super stoked on him, but we do know that he can have a game with, 12 targets and 10 catches for 130 yards and a couple touchdowns. Dallas Goddard is the truth, but Zach Ertz hasn't been doing anything. So if you are streaming, you know, Witten and Jimmy Graham uh, and Ricky Seals-Jones every week, you might as well go try to get uh, Zach Ertz, who at least you know has the potential there. 
Um, Kenny Galladay, of course, coming off of a lackluster game and getting overshadowed by Marvin Jones with four touchdowns, but Kenny Galladay still the number one there in Detroit. David Johnson, we know what happened with Chase Edmonds. I think it's a running back by committee at this point, but David Johnson should still be the starter once he's healthy. I think he's just fine. He is definitely a buy low candidate for me. Melvin Gordon makes me sick thinking about it, um, but he is also a starting running back. Maybe he'll get better down the stretch and help you in the playoffs. And uh, Daniel Jones is also on here. Do you want to make a few mentions about him as well? Yeah, I think I can kind of tie him in with the Jets um, kind of on the same basis. For the Jets, uh, their upcoming schedule, which I'm sure – if you follow or listen to any fantasy anything, you have heard about their upcoming schedule. Obviously, last game, uh, last week was bad. This week's kind of a neutral-ish matchup, but I think uh, we kind of both agree it's kind of a get-right game for them, uh, and it should be. Uh, I mean, you can't do much worse than – I think he had like negative six points or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very bad. But they play Jacksonville this week. Then they got Miami, the Giants, Washington, Oakland, Cincinnati, Miami. The best defense they're playing in the next, what was that, six games is the Giants. If that's enough to sell you on that. Um, And I'm assuming you can get them at a very low cost. I don't know who would be holding on to any of these guys high at all. Um, And so this overall matchup is kind of him. And then tying that into Daniel Jones, uh, this is mainly for Superflex. His playoff matchups week 14 through 16 are Philadelphia, Miami, and Washington, which are all good matchups too. I like that a lot. I'm going to go with a couple of Czech players now. These are players that we're kind of waiting on. Um, so we're not quite ready to trade for them, and we're not quite ready to trade them away. Last week we had Thielen and Diggs and Aaron Jones. I'm going to keep all three of those guys actually in there still. Diggs, of course, blowing up without Thielen, and he's looked great in the last couple of weeks but is it for real moving forward? Aaron Jones looks to be the starter again, but I'm not quite ready to go all in on him. I just traded him away a couple of weeks ago for Odell, um, and we'll see how that pans out in the next couple of weeks, but he looks to be the starting running back there. And then Thielen, of course, um, I think is maybe a buy low even off of this injury. A couple of tandems I want to talk about really quick. Um, Juju and Connor, we'll see how they are used coming out of the buy. I know Juju has had a very down season, from where you drafted him, Connor as well. However, they're the only sources of offense here for the Steelers outside of maybe Vance McDonald, but he's continuously hurt. Uh, So as Jalen Samuels remains out, I like Connor. If he's healthy, Benny Snell as well. But you can maybe buy those guys low and wait to see what happens. Joe Mixon makes me sick, uh, but he's definitely um, somebody that could potentially – um, be someone that you could just stash in your bench and, and buy very low as well. I'll talk about him in a little bit um, in the, the listener trades. And then uh, some of these other guys that you might be able to just uh, to swoop up, maybe a low-end quarterback or some of these low-end uh, running backs, receivers, tight ends, start planning again for the, tie, uh, for the playoffs. And as Lucas said, look ahead to those schedules so you can maybe sit on a guy for two or three weeks, but they'll be beneficial come playoff time. Uh, Let's go to the fold players. These are players that we're looking to trade away. Hunter Henry, Chase Edmonds, and Latavius Murray both had huge weeks last week, but of course they are second fiddle, we think, behind David Johnson and Alvin Kamara when healthy. Kareem Hunt, who has yet to play, but he's upcoming pretty soon. And Cortland Sutton, who is now the number one with Emmanuel Sanders in uh, San Francisco. Uh, Lucas, I'll kick it off to you, man. Who would you like to talk about first? I guess now I have the perfect trade Hunter Henry for George Kittle. That's I just popped up in my head. I think that's the perfect uh, scenario. 
not saying Hunter Henry is going to regress or he's bad by any means, but he's only played three games all above 10 points. People, we always talk about the whole like box score, uh, extraordinaire fantasy players. They're just going to look at that and be like, yeah, boom, except for Kittle. Um, I just think he, I think you can, I'm not saying just sell him just to sell him. I think you can flip him probably at an all time high right now. I like it. I like Hunter Henry a lot more, actually. Um, I think that's a good trade if you want to make it. Uh, but, you know, Hunter Henry is just another one of these top tight ends that would be hard mm-hmm. to – if you're not getting Kittle back, I would not trade Hunter yeah, Henry. Yeah. But but I, I do I do understand where you're coming from. Latavius Murray and Chase Edmonds. This is uh, tricky. This is yeah. – go ahead. I mean, it's just – for me personally, I would want to hold – like, I'm a big uh, proponent of, like, I'll probably do it here in the, the listener league, stashing, once it comes closer to playoffs, stashing upside bench pieces. And I think you already have a couple handcuffs stashed on your team, I believe. Yes, I do. Yeah, that's genius. I mean, I think I need, for me, I always, like, I think I'm going to make the playoffs in that league. But I think I need to, like, guarantee my playoff spot. And then from there, I'll stash them. So, like, Edmonds, obviously, I think he proved, or I think and Murray both proved their shoot maybe even rb1 handcuffs but like i mean they're top tier handcuffs i don't know if you really necessarily want to like just go trade them away based on their last game but i think you could definitely package them with someone to upgrade maybe even flip them for someone right now good value but i think they just need to be in the category of uh you fielding offers for them i agree with you and maybe they would be better off served in the in the check you know the check yeah yeah but um but I'm, i'm with you and and just again, it's important right now to see who blows up week over week. And that's why we do this episode is look at who blew up and who you can trade right now. Cause here's the deal. David Johnson comes back healthy and Alvin Kamara comes back healthy. And all of a sudden Latavius Murray and, and Chase Edmonds get three carries each next week. And they're irrelevant. That huge value from this week goes completely in the trash. Right. And then you can no longer do it. Now you might be able to buy those guys for cheap, but do you want to at that point? Right now is an opportunity to maybe, just like Lucas said again, doubling up on his on his uh, thoughts is to turn them around, package them with somebody, and upgrade uh, moving forward. Uh, Kareem Hunt is going to be interesting when he does come back. We're not sure. I want people to remember as well. I'm fielding a lot of comments in our DMs and stuff. This is not just a matter of Kareem Hunt was suspended. He's going to come back, and he's going to be like at least the pass catching back or the starter or Nick Chubb is no longer the, the, the number one guy, whatever. Those are all certain conversations. What nobody seems to remember is that Kareem Hunt also had sports hernia surgery, which is not – this shut down, this shut down um, Devonta Freeman last year. Uh, this is not just a regular surgery. It's basically in his gut. It's around his groin. It's in his abdomen. It's going to take a while for him to get to football shape after that surgery. Then he has to improve and impress new coaching staff and knock off one of the top five running backs in the NFL this year. So I would not expect Kareem Hunt to be doing a lot right off the bat. Now, come playoff season or if Chubb gets hurt, Kareem Hunt will be a steal. Yeah, probably. But can we count on that right now? I don't think so. And so, Lucas, you can jump in here. But I think it's a great name, and it's an opportunity that people are thinking will automatically happen, that he'll jump in and take work away from Nick Chubb. But I don't think that's the case in which I'm, I'm willing to see what I can field for him potentially. Yeah, I think you covered it. Like, I mean, I guess for an example, I'm trying to trade Chubb, uh, 
I'm trying – so in my main league, I just have a ton of depth. So I'm trying to take Chubb and turn him into uh, Dalvin Cook. The team needs a quarterback. I have like – well, I have three quarterbacks, but I could just pick another one up. It's a super flex league to have another th- – like third one, I wouldn't be losing much. Um, and he was like, I don't, Kareem Hunt's going to take work when he comes back. And it, it just ended there. But I mean, I really don't think people understand like Kareem Hunt's not that good of a running back. Like he never, yeah, he exploded in the Chiefs offense. But I mean, any running back in that offense at that time could have exploded. Uh, Damien Williams showed that at the end of the year last year. Look at him now. Like, I mean, it's not. I don't know. It's to me. It's just there's no way Hunt comes in and takes away Chubb's work because Chubb's running at a Zeke level right now. Um, obviously, things aren't working for the Browns, so we could be completely wrong, and they just kind of flip script and go Hunt all the way. But I think you could sell him based on the name solely, um, and maybe add just a bench piece for the playoffs or a package, like we always say, or just something. I think you should definitely be looking for offers for him. Last point on Kareem Hunt. Uh, he did lead the league in rushing a couple years ago, but um, a- as a rookie, which was quite impressive, but it was at 1,400 yards, uh, which is a down year, frankly, for running backs. Mm-hmm. So just just understand that. He didn't take the league by storm with like, you know, 1,800 or 2,000 yards. So just, or, or Cooks had a run for like 2,000 this year. So. Oh, dude. Yeah, I mean, there might be a couple guys. McCaffrey, um, you know, Saquon got hurt, of course, but there's a few guys who are on pace to, to mm-hmm. surpass 1,400 for sure. So keep that in perspective. Uh, quick thoughts, and then we'll move on to um, some listener trades that I want to talk through with you. Uh, quick thoughts on your boy, Sutton. Um, as much as I love Sutton, I have him in, like, every dynasty league. He's a stud. Uh, it's a small sample size, only 23 games, but in games without Sanders, so mainly, like, the end of last year, I think there was – might have been a game this year, not for sure. But he had uh, – he's averaging 11.17 with him and 8.62 without him. And I'm not saying – it's like a coincidence. I mean, it's it's just makes sense. The Broncos' offense is going to get worse. The Broncos' offense is not already good. They're not going to have that possession receiver to get the first downs and keep the drives going. And you can definitely sell him – Kind of on the opposite end of Hunt, you could be like, yeah, he's a wide receiver one. He's going to be the – he's going to get all the targets, et cetera. And I think you could just flip him for someone uh, safer, I think, is probably the best way you could explain it. Boom. Got it. Let's get into some uh, listener trade. These are – you know, we do this – I've been doing this the last couple of weeks. I like this a lot. And, again, as always, I'm not going to mention who these listeners are. I'm not going to mention their handles for safety of their privacy. <laughs> but uh, I do want to mention some of these uh, deals that people have been passing by me who they think, um, you know, they might want and getting my advice. And I've already given – some of these I've already given my take. Some of them I'm waiting to hear what Lucas has to say. We'll talk it out and then I'll reply back. And I know that these guys are listening to the podcast too, so they'll get their answers right now. I think it's a good opportunity for us to really break these down versus you know me just reading through a text real quick and answering. Um, so let's just go through these and then uh, and then we'll, we'll get out of here. And, and after the break, uh, I will come back with the TCK pod um, recap of week seven and the preview of week eight. So Lucas, which side would you rather have here? There's a couple of these, and a few of them have to do with Julio Jones. Um, so, of course, Matt Ryan is out indefinitely. We'll see what happens with him. He might be back this week. Could be out for a number of weeks. Mohamed Sanu now in New England. There's a lot surrounding Julio Jones. So, first off, which side of this trade would you have? Think PPR. Which side would, of this trade would you rather have? Julio Jones 
a healthy Deshaun Jackson, which may not even happen, Philip Lindsay, or Nick Chubb, Thielen, Crowder, Julio, Djax, Lindsay, or Chubb, Thielen, and Crowder. Yeah, we both talked about this one before, and there's some. Uh, I guess we kind of knew the scenario of this trade. I guess I'll start off by saying this is before Thielen got hurt. Um, we don't need to say who it was or whatever, but this is before Thielen got hurt. Even now, I'd still lean the Chubb Thielen Crowder side, but at the time, I I guess really lean that side. Um, I just don't think Deshaun Jackson's going to play for a while. I don't know how good he would be if he played hurt. He's 30-some years old, um, and we know how we feel. We both feel the same about Lindsey and Freeman. They're just kind of a 50-50 split. Um, and I think – I mean, I think Chubb's about as safe as you can get right now. I guess we'll really see how well Chubb does in a bad matchup this week. But Crowder, we talked about the Jets. I just like that side a lot better, a lot more uh, certainty, I guess you could say. I'm with you. And if you just go one for one, let's go down the list. Chubb over over Lindsey. Um, I would yeah, take I would take Crowder over Deshaun Jackson for consistency. And Jackson's hurt. And then I would take um, I would take Julio over Thielen in a it's vacuum. Not it's not much though. Like it, honestly. It, it's not anymore without Matt Ryan and with with Kirk Cousins starting to pick his shit up together. So that's at least two, you know, two and one, whatever. Either way, I agree with you. I would also go Chubb, Thielen, and Crowder on that side. Next up, man, another big trade here involves Julio as well. Julio Jones, DJ Moore, Michael Gallup. So three receivers, Julio, DJ Moore, Michael Gallup, and Delaney Walker, or Keenan Allen, Woods, Ingram, and Lindsey. So this is – I'll do it again. There's a lot going on here. Julio, DJ Moore, Gallup and Delaney Walker, Keenan Allen, Robert Woods, Ingram, and Lindsey. This one – this one is tough because I kind of have – I guess I'll break down the left side. The left side, you're getting Julio, who I think people are freaking out about. I still think he's a top ten receiver. He actually got a lot of his – he had a couple of targets that last drive was shot, which I don't know why he was in the game still. If I, it didn't make any sense. They were down by like 20. But he'll be okay. He'll get the targets. Moore is a very solid play in a good matchup. So, obviously, we talked about it on Wednesday's episode, not this week against the Niners. But in a good matchup, he is a very good play. Gallup threw up the dud. Uh, he threw up like five points on like 88% snaps. He'll be fine. Dude's a beast. He'll be, he'll be completely fine. The only – I'm still going to lean this left side. I'll say that. But the only thing I see downside is Delaney Walker because I don't – I would rather get something else if I could. Like, I mean, I don't – I would rather have, like, an Alexander Madison than a Delaney Walker or something like that. Or It's just not very appealing because if you are going to be trading away uh, Ingram, I think you are just kind of resorting to streaming tight ends, which is not all, all a bad thing. But I think there's better guys in the waiver than Delaney Walker. Mm-hmm. So I'd try and maybe, I don't know, it can literally be anyone else. I just don't really think Delaney Walker needs to be in that trade. Uh, for the right side, or the right side, the other side, Keenan Allen will be okay. Just had a couple of bad weeks, but he does this every year. He's never been a consistent wide receiver. Woods, I think Woods, the deciding factor, I think, is Woods. I think he is not necessarily done for, but I don't think he is going to bounce back. Um, and that's kind of what decides it with me. And then Ingram, you can't go wrong there. And we've talked about Lindsay multiple times. Yep, I agree. Uh, I would say I would say the other side too. I'm I'm definitely 
Uh, worried about Keenan Allen and Woods. Um, I like Ingram, but he's been a little bit hurt, and Lindsey I'm a little bit skeptical on too. I agree with everything you said as well. So I think we'll both say the Julio, DJ Moore, Gallup, Delaney Walker side, but I would like to get something other than Delaney Walker. Um, another big trade, and then uh, I have a, kind of a smaller one we can end off on. Um, Melvin Gordon and Sterling Shepard as a pair or any of the big four receivers, Nuke, Adams, Beckham Jr. or Julio Jones. Now, of course, you're taking, you're assuming everybody's healthy, right? Obviously. Um, so Melvin Gordon and Sterling Shepard or Nuke, Adams, OBJ, or Julio, pick one of those receivers. Um, okay, so I think I would, I would take the Nuke, Adams, Julio side if this was a trade. But I think I would move Gordon and Shepard for OBJ. Um, I guess I would maybe do Adams. Oh, um, okay, I'll just say I'll, I'd do that trade for OBJ just because I think as much as I don't want Gordon to be the role he is, but, I mean, obviously it showed he's the goal line back. Uh, they, they really wanted him to be the goal line back last week. It cost him the game. He – He's not going to fumble that every time. If you would have put that in, he's at, what, 15 points on the week, and we're not talking about him in the same way. Uh, so I think he will be okay. I don't, I don't like him in any of my lineups, but I think he'll be fine. And Shepard has proven that he's really good when healthy, uh, so we're assuming full health. But, however, I would take uh, Nuke Adams or Julio over him. OBJ, I mean, you guys all know how I feel about them. I just don't see any bounce back. Not this week for sure. I don't see any bounce back for a while, at least for the Browns. Okay. I would actually take all four receivers. Um, I don't believe in Melvin Gordon and Sterling Shepard's hurt and Golden Tate, I think is going to take over that role. Evan Ingram is also there. Daniel Jones, not as good as he was to start. I'm going to take a chance on Odell Beckham, just proving a point and being hyper-targeted as he was the game before the bye with Baker Mayfield. So even if they're not good, I think he will be hyper-targeted and that matters in fantasy football. I would definitely take Nuke, Adams, and Julio anyway, and I will take Odell Beckham as well. Last trade on the docket, man, and we'll get out of here. Um, this one seems ridiculous, but it's where we are right now in this season. Two Bengals, Auden Tate or Joe Mixon? I mean, I like the Joe Mixon. Can we say it's your trade? I mean, you don't have to yeah. hide it. Yeah, no, so, no, I mean, you... it's already done. I made the trade. I traded I traded Auden Tate for Joe Mixon. I need a running back. I have receivers. Um, and I feel like Joe Mixon is the only running back with any maybe upside I could get in a league where everyone knows what the fuck they're doing. And the guy I traded to knows what he's doing, but he's got running backs and he needs a receiver. Um, but it just – I bring this up because it's hilarious that – Nobody knew who Auden Tate was four weeks ago. Trade him for a first-round pick. And I traded him for – exactly. That's crazy. Uh, so, I guess the way to describe it is you – I mean, I don't even know your roster, but you're banking on the return of Mixon, which is not a bad thing because it's definitely possible they could say they trade A.J. Green for an offensive lineman. Maybe that's what sparks him to get the run game going. I don't know. Auden Tate, you can pick up any dude off the waiver every week that's going to get the same amount of points as he is. And you're – so, I, I don't know. I think I'd rather stash Joe Mixon and just pick up a waiver wire receiver for a flex spot. Is That's kind of – I don't know if that's how you think about it, but – That's how I thought about it, and that's what I did. <laughs> and that's like – it's such – I mean, I use that like in my, my main league. I have Kittle, but every week, like someone dropped Hunter Henry, so I picked him up. I'm going to trade him probably here soon. Like I've traded – in that league, it seems insane. I've traded Olsen, Disley, 
and now I'm probably going to trade Hunter Henry because people just don't spend the fab on him. And it's led me to pick up guys like, like I got Saquon when he was hurt. I actually traded like Mix in a tight end, I think Sutton maybe for him or something. But like it's just use the waiver wire wide receiver to trade uh, to use to your advantage for people that don't want to spend fab. I guess that's how I'm kind of saying it. I totally agree with you. And I think this is a great case of you never know who you can move. You know, you, you know, Lucas, you and I feel the same about a lot of players. We also feel very differently about players. People listening to this podcast feel similarly than we do. They also feel very differently than we do. You don't know how your opponent is going to, or your trade partner, I should say, feels about a guy until you try it out. You know, mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, I basically, I hit up my buddy and I was like, Hey man, I need a running back. You've got backs. What would it cost for Joe Mixon? He replied back to me and said, would you move Auden Tate? Like this yeah, is a team where like I, 10 a week, I, dude, I have Adams. I have Thielen. I have Odo Beckham. Um, I have Mike Williams. And he asked me if I'd be willing to let go of Auden Tate for Joe Mixon. Yeah. It's so, like, so insane. Now, of course, I'm like, yes, send the trade immediately. What he is thinking, though, is, dude, I'm so fucking tired of Joe Mixon taking up spots on my roster. I got to start him because he's Joe Mixon, and he lets me down. I'd rather take a shot on Auden Tate, who could have 100 yards and a touchdown. So, again, you don't know where people are at. And, and guys who have had a frust- like a Juju owner, a David Johnson owner, some of these people are very frustrated. Uh, Kittle, Ertz. Those people are frustrated. If you don't have them, you're like, shit, those are the targets I'm going after. And I'm willing to cut bait with maybe an impressive player that I know isn't going to last the entire season like a Cortland Sutton. So just make sure that you take a breath and you think about who you're sending out. Also, again, try to be as fair as you possibly can because you want to keep that integrity in your league um, or else people just won't trade with you. And also, listen to what they want. A lot of times, if you know the guy personally or the, the gal, if you know the person personally, I would hit them up first. I wouldn't just send dead offers uh, because people don't check their rosters until like Sunday morning and they might not even get to it in time. I would send a text, send a DM, whatever you do to communicate and say, hey, Lucas, uh, I noticed you've got three quarterbacks, man. Dak's on a buy. I need somebody. What would it take for Matt Stafford right now? You know, because you might be like, hey, man, uh, shit, I could just, you know, um, Delaney Walker would be great as a spot tight end and I already have quarterbacks like let's do that and that would work for you for this week and for me I'm like holy shit that would be amazing but it helps both of us in the moment right so just take a second and uh, and, and put out the feelers um, but also when people come back to you and be like bro what the fuck like that's so unfair be like hey man I didn't think it was unfair that's why I sent it to you so sorry you feel that way feel free to counter uh, but you know everybody thinks of of things differently so just an idea there because we're in the middle of the season and this is, this is definitely trade season with all these buys coming up. Any last minute? I think good. Any last minute advice before we get out of here? Uh, I think the big thing I was going to say, I think that uh, mindset really translate into Gordon this week is kind of what I was getting at. I think he's a big uh, like feel, feel low by low guy, but I think, yeah, you hit it right on the spot. Excellent. Uh, anything else to add, man, before we get out of it? Uh, of course, we started the episode with our big matchup um, coming up. Uh, after the break, I'm going to get into um, our TCK pod recap of week seven and, and uh, look he- ahead to uh, week eight this week and preview everything else. But uh, anything else, Lucas, uh, before we get into week eight? 
uh, actually, one thing. If you guys are listening and you have Twitter, I need you to go retweet my last tweet. I tweeted at Sanders a picture of my signed Sanders jersey asking how many retweets it'd take to get a signed Niners Sanders jersey. So I need, somehow I need him to see this and then have him respond so I can get one to hang it. I got like a big, huge Sanders jersey up on the wall that sadly I put up just this year and then I was not the team anymore. So if you – I guess probably should give my Twitter handle. It's at uh, Kaser underscore Lucas. That'd be great. How do you spell Kaser? Uh, K-A-C-E-R. Perfect. Go help out Lucas. Go retweet. Let's get Emmanuel Sanders to see my boy, and let's get that 49er jersey for Lucas. And uh, if you can, get two jerseys and shoot one of those 49er oh, yeah, yeah. ones. Okay, I'll, I'll let him know. <laughs> Maybe we can go to a game. I'll be like, hey, can we get tickets or something too? That'd be awesome. Yo, we got a big matchup this week, man. I know you and I are going to be uh, talking over the weekend. I do wish you luck, brother. I hope it uh, – I hope it goes well. I hope I can beat you so that we're tied because I think it'll be more fun uh, moving forward. But either way, let the best team win. And uh, good luck in uh, week eight either way, brother. And good luck to you too. Hey, listeners, let's take a break here. If you like what you're hearing, you want to find us outside of the podcast, please like and follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore TCK pod, on Twitter at TCK underscore pod, on Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast, and drop us an email at tckpod at gmail.com. Of course, please subscribe, leave a rating and review right here on the podcast, wherever you're listening to it. We appreciate your support and feedback. And finally, go visit our website, tckpod.com, for weekly rankings and Lucas's start-sit article. Before we get into the second half of the episode, and go through the rest of the TCK pod recap for week seven and preview for week eight. Here's a quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. Stay tuned. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. TCK Pod Listener League recap for week seven and then a preview for week eight. Uh, Week seven was a big matchup for uh, myself um, coming from behind and getting a last-minute victory on Monday Night Football. I was up against Duder getting Odell, and he had the Patriots defense, who, of course, has been carrying uh, fantasy teams. And I had James White, and James White put up a, a last-minute 
handful of checkdowns per usual, and he was able to get me up to 12 points in our PPR league. And the Patriots, who dominated four interceptions, two forced fumbles, and a safety, um, had 23 points. But uh, it was looking a little sketchy there for a little bit. But I did pull away with a victory. Got the win 154 to 145 over Dude, you're getting Odell. Pelkey Pelkey gets a win. They've been struggling a little bit recently. Gets a win 125. 89 um 125 to 89 over the people's republic uh behind a big day from sony michelle with three touchdowns there and the prickly pears fall short again to hide and zeke hide and zeke 137 prickly pears 130 kyler murray just six points david montgomery one point and the chargers defense one point so unfortunately he had josh allen on the bench for 25 points would have been the difference there but he went with kyler murray just 100 yards passing not going to get it done and hyden zeke was carried by latavius murray filling in for alvin Kamara for uh 31 yards coincidentally um alvin Kamara is um you know is on uh the mend coming back, uh, and we'll see if it happens again. But Latavius Murray really has has potentially become a huge uh, stash in a pickup after maybe you know six eight weeks of sitting him. All of a sudden, well, maybe not sitting him in, in deeper leagues as he's a viable RB two or three sometimes. But as a legit starter, uh, Latavius Murray is finally coming around the bend here. So big day for him. Hide and Zeke gets the win there. Uh, Charlotte regular Nawa has. Um, the win over Nuke took a Duke, and unfortunately, Nuke took a Duke was the team in our league that started David Johnson. David Johnson, zero points, as we all know, just two yards rushing. Marlon Mack, only 44 yards as well, eight points there. Chris Carson, nine points. Darius Slayton, four points. So really a, a rough a rough week for Nuke took a Duke. Not much better on the other side for Charlotte regular Nawa, but does get the victory behind Michael Thomas, nine for 131, 22 fantasy points for him. For Nuke took a Duke, Jared Goff was on the bench. He started Daniel Jones, and uh, Jared Goff would have gotten him the victory. Thielen, my chub, formerly the Kamish FFP. Uh, looks like the guys are changing their team name weekly at this point, <laughs> which I appreciate. Um, Garner Minshew, 22 points. They get another victory. They stay hot. Uh, they Their bench was insane. So they do get the win. Thielen, my chub, formerly the Kamish FFP. They get a win over Julio Daddy. These guys just had that big uh, trade last week that I had mentioned um, on last week's podcast. Thielen, my chub, had 119. Julio Daddy, just 64 points. Rough. Thielen, my chub, decent day with the players that they started, but their bench, listen to this, Austin Eckler on their bench, 22 points. Rams defense, 22. Uh, Austin Eckler, 24 points. Rams defense, 22 points. Eric Ebron, 17. Jacoby Brissett, 35 so their bench basically outscored uh, the rest of their roster, um, but you know a lot of a lot of players on that team there. They remain in first place. Julio, Daddy, uh, Matt Ryan got hurt early, just two points there. Coleman eight, Lindsey four, Gene, uh, Jason Witten five points, Brandon Cooks nine, Fitz two, Tennessee defense two, Matt Bryant five. Not a lot going on there for Julio, Daddy, unfortunately. Had the big uh, matchup between Lucas Kaser, who took up first place last week, uh, but he did fall late 108 to 104 to the defending champion, Drew Misick. Uh, Misick was carried by uh, Lamar Jackson, 22 points, and Allen Robinson, 24 points. 
and Lucas Kaser started Carson Wentz, which we already talked about um, on the first half of this episode when we recap from last week. But he started Wentz, only eight points from Wentz, and he had Matt Stafford on the bench for 36 points. Clearly would have been the difference there. Uh, but elsewhere, Kenyon Drake just eight, Evan Ingram one point, Auden Tate nine. Not much there. So uh, Minnesota's defense puts up zero points. Terry McLaurin and uh, Damian Williams put up two points apiece. And Devonta Freeman puts up three points for Drew Misick, but he gets the victory. So that is the uh, week seven recap in the TCK Pod Listener League. And going into the standings here, um, feeling my chub. Uh, again, formerly the Commission FFP boys. Uh, they reclaimed first place after about five days of being in second after a loss to Lucas Kaser, but um, now they are back in first place at six and one. Regular Nawa and Lucas are five and two, tied in second, and then myself, Drew Missick, People's Republic, and Hayden Zeke are all in that um, third spot at four and three. Nuke took a Duke alone in the fourth position at three and four, and then Pelkey Pelkey getting uh, due to getting Odell Julio. Daddy uh, with two at two and five, and then Prickly Pears pulling up the rear at one and six. And we can move on to this week's matchups. We've already talked about mine and Lucas's, uh, so you just heard all that. I'm going to leave leave that spiel. Um, basically, uh, Lucas is five and two. I'm four and three. If I win, then he and I are both tied in second, third place. And if he wins, then he really uh, starts to separate himself from the pack, and I um, would be in the middle of the pack, which I don't want to be. He is favored to win by about 20 points right now, um, but let's uh, let's hope that I can have a turnaround, hopefully. All right, let's get into it. The rest of the matchups for Week 8 in the TTK Pod Listener League. Prickly Pears trying to get a big win here uh, against the People's Republic, and Prickly Pears, Kyler Murray, going to roll him out again against the Saints. Miles Sanders, James Conner, Chris Godwin, Odell Beckham off the bye, Darren Waller, and Mike Williams. He's picked up St- uh, Kenny Stills off of the bench. I think that'll be a nice grab. Colts defense against the Broncos and Mike Nugent. He's got Zeke on by. On the other side, People's Republic um, looking to stay in the middle of the pack there. Russell Wilson, Saquon Barkley. He was the one that was able to pick up Ty Johnson in our league there. He's going to start him as an RB2. Cup, Hilton, Kittle, Ridley, Hyde, Green Bay's defense against Kansas City, which is interesting, but that could be a nice move if Matt Moore can't handle it. Um, and uh, Jason Myers as the kicker. We'll go into uh, Pelkey Pelkey and Charlotte Regular Nawa. Pelkey Pelkey in the bottom as well. Charlotte Regular Nawa in second place. He uh, got the runner-up last year. Um, for Pelkey Pelkey, he's got Garoppolo, Henry, Michelle, Jeffrey, Sutton, Doyle, Tyreek Hill, Jordan Howard, Jacksonville's defense versus the Jets, and McLaughlin for the Chargers as the kicker. Charlotte Regular Nawa, Watson, Melvin Gordon, Frank Gore, Michael Thomas, DJ Moore, Kelsey, Jamal Williams, and uh, Deontay Johnson for the Steelers. And the Bears defense against the Chargers and Harrison Butker as the kicker. Hyde and Zeke and Thielen my Chubb. This will be a big matchup here. They're actually pretty much projected to tie, uh, which is highly unlikely in fantasy football, of course. But the projection has them about the same point uh, total as of now. Um Hyden Zeke, Kirk Cousins against his old team um, tonight on Thursday Night Football. Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, Boyd, Kirk, Darren Fells, Latavius Murray, Brandon Cooks, Lions defense against the Giants, and Lambeau, the kicker for Jacksonville. 
And then we have on the other side, Thielen, Mike Chubb, going to go with Brissett, Le'Veon Bell, Chubb, Robert Woods, Golden Tate, Eric Ebron, Josh Jacobs, and Eckler, and the Rams defense against the Bungles, and um, Greg Zerline as their kicker. They still have Drew Brees uh, coming off the uh, coming off the bench eventually, so keep an eye out for that. That's going to be a nice grab there for their rotating quarterback situation. Nuke took a Duke, and dude, you're getting Odell. Both teams needing a W here to stay stay in the hunt. Nuke took a Duke. Uh, Goff, Marlon Mack, Chase Edmonds. Another week of probably no David Johnson there. Either way, Chase Edmonds is a nice streamer in a flex position. John Brown, Keenan Allen. Hunter Henry, Chris Carson, uh, Sterling Shepard, the Saints versus the Cardinals, and uh, Zane Gonzalez as the kicker. On the other side, dude, you're getting Odell, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Mixon, David Singletary, New Hopkins, Galladay, Hawkinson, DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown, the Patriots defense versus the Browns, and uh, Matt Prater versus the Giants. Last game on the slate, Julio Daddy and Drew Misick. Uh, for Julio Daddy, we have Matt Ryan, Tevin Coleman, Lindsey, Chark, Julio Jones, Rudolph, Fitzgerald, uh, Tyrell Williams, assuming he plays, Tennessee's defense versus the Buccaneers, and Matt Bryant, of course, kicker for the Falcons. On the other side, for Drew Misick, he's going to stream Case Keenum tonight on Thursday Night Football at Minnesota on the road there. Uh, Todd Gurley, Devonta Freeman are his running backs, Stephon Diggs, Allen Robinson, other receivers, uh, Hooper and um, Hooper, Juju, and Terry McLaurin uh, round out the skill position players, and then the Minnesota defense versus Washington um, at home tonight, and then Will Lutz. Interesting play here, having his quarterback, quarterback and defense on separate teams. I personally hate doing that because basically you're just you're hurting yourself either way. If the defense gets a bunch of sacks and turnovers, then that boosts up the defense, but it hurts your quarterback stats right and if your quarterback goes off and throws for four touchdowns at 300 yards that hurts your defensive stats so that's a little that's a that's a tough angle there but he's choosing to do it uh drew missick won the league last year so who am i to question his decisions but um that is uh that is the week eight preview for the tck pod listen league again um i recapped lucas or previewed rather week eight lucas and my matchup in depth with him on the uh, first half of this episode which you've already heard and just a couple quick reminders as we get into the second half of this season um make sure a couple of things here when you have a player playing on thursday night football make sure you get them out of your flex position so if it's a running back a tight end or um a uh, receiver, or if you're in a super flex and it's an extra quarterback, I guess you have to because it's a second quarterback position. But get those skill position players out of the flex if they play on Thursday night football. The reason to do that is it doesn't actually matter if you have, say, four receivers. Okay, you're playing two in your receiver positions and you're also playing two receivers as your flexes. It doesn't matter who is in which position, right? So if, if somebody's a, a wide receiver one on your roster, it doesn't mean anything. Frankly, it's just a placeholder. So if they're playing tonight, like uh, Stephon Diggs, Terry McLaurin, um, you know, Dalvin Cook, uh, Adrian Peterson, if he plays, Cousins, whomever, get those guys out of your flex position and put them in the regular slot. The reason you do that is because the game will lock tonight and it'll pass, obviously. And then once Sunday and Monday come around, your running back and receiver position will be taken up, but you still have your flex positions that are flexible. That's the whole point, right? So 
if uh, say you're say you're waiting on um, let's just say Tyrell Williams uh, and he doesn't play, um, you can make a last minute move and take him out of your flex position and uh, swap in say even a running back right and make that last minute move. But if you have say Stephon Diggs in your flex position and he plays tonight and he gets locked in there you have limited range where you can move Tyrell Williams, especially if you don't have a second flex. So all of a sudden, Tyrell Williams as a receiver has to come out on your bench. You can only play other receivers at that point. You can't put a running back in a receiver position, obviously. So I'm sure most of you know this. Um, I just wanted to bring it up because you hear it quite a bit, especially late in the season, to take your take your Thursday night players out of the flex position, put them in their regular position so that you keep the flexes available throughout the weekend. So if you have other injuries, guys miss practices, it's trade season. Guys could switch teams midweek, that kind of thing. You can make an audible last minute. If you uh, get stuck with your flexes there, you you could be in a jam. Um, And then conversely, uh, if you have guys on, you know, Sunday, Monday night, um, Sunday night football and Monday night football, I actually like to do it the other way where I put those guys, no matter who they are, um, in the – I like to put them in the flex position. So let's take Juju Schmitz-Schuster and Stephon Diggs, okay, if I have both those guys. I'm going to put Diggs tonight in the receiver position on my roster, and I'm going to put Juju in my flex. The reason I do that is I totally expect Juju to play. I know it's been a rough season, maybe a bad example, but that's the Monday night game this week. I'm going to put Juju – in my roster, probably regardless. But if anything happens in practice, uh, if he gets, you know, he gets sick and misses a game, if he gets injured during practice, if all of a sudden he comes up with an injury tag and he ends up missing the game, I can at least take him out and I can swap anybody else in that qualifies as a flex. If I leave him as my receiver, it has to be a receiver. Obviously, there's limited uh, options for the Miami Dolphins. And frankly, there's limited options for the Steelers as well, as far as quality fantasy options. So again, um, I apologize if I'm being redundant to those of you that know what I'm talking about, but not everybody does. And I get I get DMs about this if I'm bringing it up. People ask me often, like, who should I play as my RB1 out of these four running backs? And it's like, well, your RB1 doesn't matter who it is, actually. It, it, it is irrelevant as far as their status or anything like that. Um, I mean, you know, you could have Christian McCaffrey as your second flex. Uh, you know, I mean, that just... And Rex Burkhead could be your RB1 on your roster. It doesn't matter. Um, what does matter is when they play and how that cycles out for the scheduling of your roster. So I'll end there a little bit of a, a tangent, but I, I get asked about it quite a bit. So I want to just like make it clear that my my rule of thumb with my rosters and, and what I tell people is basically take your Thursday night players out of your flex positions, put them in the designated running back, receiver, tight end positions. Leave those flex um, to be flexible throughout the weekend in case anything happens. Monday night players, Sunday night players, if you have those guys, put them in your flex position regardless of who they are. Of course, if Zeke is on Sunday night football, you're playing him, but put him in your flex just in case somebody gets hurt uh, or something happens that you can move him out last minute and then you can put in a receiver, a tight end, whatever, a super flex if you're in those leagues, whatever you got to do. So just a little extra kind of tool to make sure that you're always prepared for whatever happens. It's late in the season. A lot of guys are banged up. Guys are getting trades. Free agencies are going to start getting picked up. Guys are coming back from injury. We're in the thick of it right now and you need to be prepared at all times. So I will leave that. Uh, I will end here, I guess, and I'll I'll just leave you with that um, little sidebar at the end. But um, 
Uh, as always, I wish you well, and I appreciate everybody in the TCK Pod Listener League. It has been an absolute blast. Every week it's better. We got a bunch of trades coming in. Um, I've been recapping those on uh, on the the episodes. I get other people hitting me up with DMs on trades and free agent pickups and shit. Like we're in it, man. We're only a couple weeks from the fantasy playoffs, so. As always, make sure you hit us up. The links will be in the outro in one second, and uh, y'all know where to find me. So best of luck in week eight, and go get it. That'll do it for this episode. Be sure to email us at tckpod at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram at fantasyfootball at tckpod. You can also find us on Twitter at tck underscore pod or Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Make sure to check out our website, tckpod.com, for weekly rankings, waiver wire ads, and Lucas's start sit column. If you gain any value from this episode, please leave a rate and review on the podcast after you subscribe, of course, and give us a like and review on the social medias. It really does matter and make a difference for us in independent podcast. Make the most of the rest of your day, and we'll catch you next time on the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. For Lucas Kaser, I'm Scott Guasco, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.